Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Barflies, welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Chris, my brother, man, we running a little low on some people this morning, so uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, leaning on you to carry the conversation. <laughs> the, the, the pressure's all on you, mate. You're the host. I'm still a guest. <laughs> well, we know it's the AC show, and. Uh, I mean, if anybody in the chat would like to join us today, since we have an open slot, shoot me a message on Twitter or something, um, at Aaron Current, um, and I'll send you a link, man. You guys can hop in, and we can chop it up a little bit about this ball game that we've got going on today. Um, first and foremost, how was your week, Chris? What's going on, brother? Um, you know my, you know what my weeks are like, mate, just the usual ducking and diving and, and surviving. So uh, nothing outstanding really, mate. Uh, but yeah, um, took me about a couple of days to get over the, the loss to the Lions, but uh, I've moved on mentally now, which I think you have to do because that would have so frustrating. But yeah, yeah I'm good, mate. Always a joy to talk to my uh, Southern gentleman friend, uh, AC. Yeah, man. So, uh, I mean, we'll hop right in to talk about this Lions game. It was difficult. Uh, I didn't have it on live here. Um, honestly, lately I've been wa- I've been watching um, the Red Zone, NFL Red Zone, and it just does whip around coverage of whenever teams get in the Red Zone. But this Bears offense has been so good lately. I've actually seen quite a bit of the Bears games, you know. Um, but it's been exciting. Uh, it it. It sucks to lose to the Lions, but you kind of have to – it's easy to cart, uh, compartmentalize that by saying, well, we're getting a better draft pick. We knew this was a rebuild. We feel like we have our quarterback, which is the main thing. You, you know you don't have to draft a quarterback, so the higher draft pick you get, the better. Um, I just – it was just so difficult to watch. Um, offense, again, was fantastic. I loved it. Justin Fields looks like a bona fide superstar. I mean, I've told Scotty, we got ourselves a franchise quarterback, and I've never been able to say that. You know, it, it's difficult 
to get my son to buy into this team, you know, because they're not, they weren't exciting to watch. We didn't know what direction they were going. And there's a team an hour away from us in the Cincinnati Bengals that went to the Super Bowl last year. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's fun for me to try and get Scotty to buy into this team. And Justin Fields is definitely helping me along that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, if you think about that, he's, he's sort of been our first bona fide superstar quarterback or potential, should I say. Uh, that, that, you know, we haven't had since, I don't know, Jim McMahon or maybe Cutler when he first started. So, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. I can get Scotty, Scotty excited about the Bears, man, because, uh, yeah, we had not had much to sort of cheer about the last couple of years. I can imagine trying to get your son like, involved in a team sport and a bit losing a lot. Must be a quad parental work, mate. Well beyond my ability, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, there's some kids on his team. You know, he's on the middle school team now. In Kentucky, we don't really have a team, so people just kind of – almost pick teams, you know. So he's got some kids on his mm-hmm. team that are Chiefs fans. You'll see them in their Mahomes jerseys and stuff. And, you know, as a Bears fan, we the jerseys we had to buy was either retired guys, you know, like like Dicka or or, or mm-hmm. Walter Payton. Uh, but it's fun to, have to you know, I've got him a – he's going to get it for Christmas, but I've got a Justin Fields jersey on the way for him. Um, nice. He's got the T-shirt jersey, but I went ahead and ordered him the, the real deal. Uh, and that's on its nice. way. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, the biggest issue for me with this team is is the defense. And I'm not yeah. even really down on the secondary. I feel like the secondary is okay. Jalen Johnson obviously wasn't 100%. He was playing through an oblique injury. And when you've got a undrafted free agent, former lacrosse pr- player beating you on a route, you know you, you know you're, you're – best corner is not at 100%, obviously. Mm-hmm. But my I biggest mean, I, issue... Go ahead. Sorry, I say. Sorry, yes. I mean, the, th- the thing with me is, what I've been thinking of the last couple of couple of weeks, and like I was just listening to, to Mike and Aldo before us, and Mike sort of touched on it. I keep thinking, if we hadn't got rid of them two players, then, because you think about it, a lot of the damage what's been done to our defence is through the middle. And we haven't been getting... I know Quinn didn't, wasn't getting... You know, massive sap numbers, but even so, you know, he would have got extra attention from from the opposition's offensive line. I've just been having it in my head now for about two weeks going, man, if them two players are playing with the amount of points our offense are putting up now, would, would we have won all them games? I like not to sort of buy three points by maybe a couple of touchdowns. So I, I agree with you, AC. I, I don't think it's the defensive back, it's because. That heart, that defense. I know why we've done it, and I, and I agree about the long-term prospects. But obviously, the here and now is that the heart of that defense really is sort of being taken out. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and I think that you know that that's got to be the main reason why we're giving up so many points. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for me to say because Robert Quinn, even in Philadelphia, on a stacked defense, uh, he mm. hasn't really done much. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Roquan Smith is a different story. I feel like that one hurts, you know, mm. because of what he brought off the field. He was a captain. He was a leader. But, I mean, he wanted to get paid so much we weren't going to be able to pay him, especially if Fields continues to progress. He's going to want $50 million a year fully guaranteed because that's just what you pay quarterbacks now. Mm. So, where's all, you know, where's all the money going to come from? Um, yeah, but you think and- about it, though. 
and so Jack Sanborn, you can't yep. sleep on Jack Sanborn. I think uh, Tom Thayer last week called him the Jackhammer, and I love that nickname for that guy. <laughs> 12 tackles, two sacks, and an interception that was taken off the board. You know, that's an undrafted free agent giving you that yeah. kind of – those kind of quality snaps that you didn't expect from him. You know, we just kind of – And isn't he is uh, really a local kid as well? And he like uh, from the Chicago area or the Illinois area? Yeah, he's from the Chicago area. Uh, went to Wisconsin. Yeah, I thought he was, yeah. Um, didn't test great, so that's why he went undrafted. But the guy's just got instincts and mm. – He's not scared to get in there and get his hands dirty, you know. Uh, I, I don't see him um, – you know, he, he's worked his ass off to get to the position that he's at, and I'm, I couldn't be more happy, you know, for, with with him. Um, oh, I, but, I, I mean, I'm, I'm exactly the same, AC. And uh, us English, we always like that. We always like sporting the underdogs, so it's always great to see, like, uh, you know, a guy undrafted even even get snaps, first-team snaps on, on the field, you know. I mean, let a nerd – he might, you know, he might actually have a career. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he played really well. I mean, I think he's one of them instinctive sort of people as a player rather than, like, you know, having the best physical talents. I think he's got that sort of football mind where, where you know, that, that's why that's why uh, he got he did so well last week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if it works out, I mean, that's a good pickup for the Bears. Yeah, he's definitely got great instincts out there. Mm. And, uh plays faster than he ran at the combine. I think he ran like a four seven, which is relatively slow for a linebacker, especially right. in today's NFL where you have to cover tight ends, you have to cover running backs out of the backfield and, and, and things of that sort. But um I just I love his tenacity and his attitude. You know, he came in with the attitude of I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way in. I'm gonna earn my spot. And he has. Mm. He's done all that. Uh my biggest issue with the defense is up front. Justin oh, Jones yeah, has been okay, but I mean, when you see Jared Goff standing back there, <laughs> like completely comfortable, never had to take off, never had to get moved off of his spot, those defensive linemen have got to get home. And that makes mm -hmm. your secondary that much worse when the court, I mean, you can't cover anybody in this league for four or five seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's frustrating. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's been like yeah, it's been like that all, all the seasons, though, hasn't it? Really, AC. We've never really had. I mean, you know, I, I imagine if you looked at the the sacks totals throughout that off it, that defensive front, I bet they're all in single figures. We've not really had a guy what's you know got ten sacks already or nine sacks or whatever. So I think really in the draft, this should that should be probably the first round pick for me would be a a really big interior free tech. Uh, defensive lineman because the middle of our uh, defense is just vanilla, man. It's just so soft. Well, it's funny you should say that, Chris, because I went and watched Kentucky play Georgia yesterday. Um, you did? And, and they've got a big three technique named Jalen Carter, who I am mm. quickly falling in love with. Um, but I'm hoping he falls to us. The Eagles have the uh, Saints draft pick and right. – he was, they're probably going to look for him too, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, it would be – you'd have to see if he falls to you. Now, he didn't have a – I haven't looked up his stats or his box score from yesterday. He didn't have a great game. I don't know if it's – if it was the cold. If it was the cold, then that's something to worry about in Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know, he plays in Georgia. They usually play in warm weather, even when it's mm -hmm. 
quote unquote cold down there. It's 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 going to be warm compared to Chicago or even Kentucky. Um, but uh, that'll be that's a guy that I'm quickly falling in love with, right? Um, or maybe a Will Anderson from Alabama, who, I mean, he's got the stats to go first overall, but depending on how the quarterbacks fall, you know, and, and luckily we don't need one. So, well, that's, that's good though, isn't it? Really, I mean, that's that's like giving yourself nearly like an extra first round pick, you know, right, because that's right. that's that's you know, because that's what most teams usually use, isn't it? Really, if they're struggling in the, in the first top sort of ten of the uh, of the picks. But yeah, I mean, whereabouts do you reckon we're going to end up in the in the in the first round? Do you reckon it'll be? What are we? Are we about are we about sixth or fifth at the moment? I think we're sixth right now. Right. Um, looking at my schedule, honestly, to, today's a possible win, and then if Green Bay continues to fall apart, you might be able to get that win. <laughs> but there's not a ton of wins left on the schedule. I feel like we could pick in the top five, you know, which right. So what would, what record would that be then? What what record would that be then? Would that be like uh, what thirteen losses and four wins? Um. Ah, uh, yeah. If we win, if we win today, that's only one more. We... That's only one more winning it really, because we've got three at the moment. So we'd be losing. Yeah, we'd be losing throughout the season, apart from hopefully today. Right. I mean, if we I, win today I, and we win at Green Bay, then you're looking at five wins. Um, yeah, but, five and 12. But, uh, it, it just depends on what happens around us. I mean, the Raiders aren't living up to their nah. position. Um, you know, like I said, the Saints, they're not doing well, but the Eagles have their pick. That's my biggest concern is what the mm-hmm. Eagles are going to do with that top pick because they don't need a quarterback either, and I don't really think they need a receiver or O-line, so – they're going to look at D-line probably mm. or, or a lockdown defender somewhere on their defense. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan comes in and says that Levis disappointed him yesterday. I know the Cats should should and would lose, but I expected Levis to do even to do more even with nothing around him. Hell, Chris Rodriguez was playing. Chris Rodriguez has been playing his ass off. Uh, will Levis, he's been – They've told us, you know, they don't tell you a ton about injuries, but they've told us that he's been dealing with a turf toe really since the old Miss game. So the big plays he was able to do last year where he would take off and run for 20, 25 yards, he's not able to do this year. The things that made people fall in love with him and compare him to a Josh Allen were those types of runs, and he has a cannon for an arm. That him playing through injury along with our new offensive coordinator, uh, who I'm not a big fan of, Rich Scangarello. We grabbed him from the San Francisco 49ers as a he was a quarterback's coach there. And he just I don't know. I told you this before I got on here, and I don't want to get off on, on a big soapbox about my Kentucky Wildcats, but if you look at the skill positions, you got Will Levis, who's the best quarterback we've had since Tim Couch, um, who went first overall. You got Chris Rodriguez, who's the second or third best running back we've ever had. You have a group of talented wide receivers between um, Dan Key, who's a true freshman, who has the freshman record for touchdowns at Kentucky now. Barry and Brown, who went off last night for 10 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. He's a true freshman as well. We brought in Tavion Robinson to play the slot from Virginia Tech, and he's played – 
pretty well. I mean, he's not really happy with the offensive play calling either. But for whatever reason, our offensive coordinator just can't figure out how to move the ball. And I don't know if it's O-line issues. Like I said, we were replacing three guys to the NFL this year, so that's difficult at Kentucky. It's not like Georgia or Alabama where you just plug in another five-star and and you're good to go. Uh, But I feel like a lot of that has to do with my Kentucky Wildcats having issues. Um, But I know nobody came in here to listen to me rant about Kentucky. (laughs) I just had to get that off my chest. Rufa, you, you know what? You know I'm a fellow uh, wildcat mate, so uh, you know you could you could go you could go on for half the show if you wanted to, mate. But yeah, I agree with what you were saying, man. I think a lot of it's down to the quarterback being injured as well, uh, especially when it's when it's your anything to do with, like your feet when when you got to push off if you got pain in a tear, like if it's got a turf tear. So uh, yeah, what a miserable couple of weeks you've had with uh, results, AC. Last week it were. Uh, the, the Wildcats and the Bears got, got beat. And now, and now the Wildcats are lost again. So hopefully, hopefully the Bears will break. Not only, this, uh, not, only, not only did both my teams lose last week, they both lost the exact same <laughs> way. Kentucky <laughs> intercepted a pass from Vanderbilt. There was a hands-to-the-face call away from the ball mm-hmm. that pulled the interception off the board. And then I watched the same thing happen on Sunday, which mm-hmm. – We'll go ahead and before we move off of, I mean, unless you, unless there's something that you desperately want to talk about with the Lions, we'll move off of that after I hit this. Kiss off, you grassy little wanker! Shut up, you soppy wanker! Wanker! You're a wanker! Wanker! Stop being a wanker. You are a wanker, Andy Mark. And I'll be honest, I didn't know that was coming, but I'll say it again, you are a wanker. This is... Chris Watts' Wanker of the Week. Oh, I love that intro. Aldo, you did great with that. (laughs) So, in case you've been living under a rock or this is your first time uh, joining our show, Chris Watts goes over his Wanker of the Week every week and tells us who screwed up this week. Yeah. Well, uh, see, there's two Wankers of the Week. And uh, it's 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 a two group effort. <laughs> uh, first one is the defense of the second half. All them penalties completely stopped any momentum we might as well have got. And uh, and that really was quite surprising. Like you know, one one sort of aspect of his team has been about you know being. You know, you know, not giving a lot of penalty away, and, and, you know, and playing playing in the rules. So that sort of cost us. But I have to say, the main wankers are the referees again. For fuck's sake, man! I mean, I'm not one of these people who sort of blames a ref, you know, for the game. But it feels like somebody's put some sort of referee referee voodoo sort of curse on the Bears at the moment. We are just getting the rub of the green. So uh, yeah, the refs, man. You know, you get paid all that money. And you're only doing it part-time as well, which is, you know, some of what should be debated really with the NFL where you've got these crucial crucial decisions being made and we're not able to buy full-time staff. So, um, yeah, the the referees, mate, wankers. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And I always say that I don't like to be that guy that blames the refs, mm. but I seem to do it quite a bit for someone who doesn't like to do it. 
you know what that is, AC? That's because you're getting a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I That's mean... what happens, mate. The older you get, the more, the more, the older I've got, the more I start shouting at the TV set. You know, if you watch like a news program or any sort of shit, the older I'm getting, the more I start shouting at the TV set. So you're starting that quest to middle age, mate, when you start blaming the referees all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just it's difficult when you get a game. I know it's weird, isn't it? You know, so and weird. they call hands to the face on Jalen Johnson. That wasn't hands to the face; it was hands to the chest. You know what I'm saying? Like it, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it was a killer freaking penalty that that really killed the game. And on top of that. I go on Facebook, I think the next day my memories will pop up and, you know, say what you were talking about a year ago. A year ago before that was the Pittsburgh Steelers game where the refs screwed <laughs> us with the taunting call. And I was oh, like, man. wow, same shit, different year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is sort of worrying, isn't it, really? So, you know, but I feel, I feel like if you like it, a team with a losing record, you don't seem to get the calls from the refs. It always seems to go with the teams who, you know, are like outright sort of, you know, better than the team they're playing. So uh, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing, but my God, these last two weeks, the referees have so pissed me off. So pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. Yeah, it's been rough to watch, but they're helping our draft pick, I guess. That's the that's the only way I can I know, I know, it. but I understand, I understand the AC, but and it, that, I mean, but it's, it's just so negative. It's such like... There's still some games left of the season. I feel like right, I right. can't just sort of like go, oh, well, the season's done and dusted. We've got to start thinking about, you know, what's going to happen in the draft in April. So I can't think of a draft yet, mate. I know you've probably done about 200 mock drafts by now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, every time I get on the Draft Network's website, they keep saying that the... Fuck off, uh, AC. Fuck off. That the, the draft simulator is under construction or something. Like, I don't know. They're still doing their um, their scouting and stuff on, on their big boards or something. I don't know. Right, but, right. Um, the, I think PFF or PFT, one of those two, they've got a mock, mock draft simulator and I may have ran a couple of them, but uh, <laughs> don't nothing. lie. Yeah, I know you have, mate. I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a draft nerd, man. Um, so that's uh, that's it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, the Wankers of the Week definitely, um, and the, and they go hand in hand. You know, the defense with mm-hmm. their penalties. Not all of them were actual penalties, so you, you know that that points directly to the referees, uh, and. It just it just really sucks when you have winnable games on your mm-hmm. schedule and you know this team's um, margin for push. error is razor thin. You know you can't you can't have you can't have stuff like that happen. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, that's going to be a tough one. But uh, we'll get into this game today. Chicago sure. Bears travel down to Atlanta, um, home state of Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and. A lot of Falcons fans, you know, they've got Kyle Pitts sitting there not doing much, and Justin Fields is a the guy they passed on in that exact same draft. And he was a hometown kid that a lot of people liked. So, uh, I mean, this is this could be a big deal for Atlanta Falcons fans. And, you know, see how the Bears do because, honestly, like I said about our talent level, um, there's not a ton of winnable games left on the schedule, so you've got to take advantage of ones that you can win. Um, what's the uh, give me three big things that you're looking for today 
uh, from the Bears or the Falcons. And and then I'll I'll comment and I'll follow up with mine. Cool. Uh, I think firstly, I think the Falcons are going to try and run a lot. Uh, their offense is quite run based, uh, and that that without you know sort of uh, easy middle of the field. You know that's where you know a lot of the lot of the the ground we grew up is is down the center of, of the field. So I think the the Atlanta Falcons are going to really push on the run. Uh, I th- I think Fields is going to go back and have a mass big homecoming. Uh, game, I think he's just gonna. I think I'm just hoping he's just gonna continue with what he's, you know, how he's been progressing, uh, really. Um, and it's just, it's just to me, it's just more with which team outscores the other team because I don't think both teams' defenses are, are uh, up to high standard at the moment. So I think it could be another shootout, but I do think Atlanta are gonna try and, um, you know, get their run game going first. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's. I'll start with the first one you said that Atlanta Falcons running the ball. Cordero Patterson's went down there and they've mm-hmm. molded their offense around him running the ball, and he's he's not just a quick guy. He's a guy that will run through you if he has to. I oh, mean, I saw him. it last. Yeah, I saw it last week. Um, uh, or or maybe it was the week before. I don't remember if they were on by. I think they were on by, or maybe a mini by. Anyway, uh. Yeah, they definitely they and and they don't only use Cordero. They've got um, another running back named Al Gear that they use mm-hmm. quite a bit, and even a Caleb Huntley, who's their third string running back, but he still gets reps even. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they're letting Marcus Mariota run a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Mariota's going to stay in. If if they were going to move to um, Desmond Ritter, their rookie quarterback that they drafted this year. I feel like this would be the week for them to do it because they're coming off of I can't remember if it was a buy or a mini buy if they played Thursday mm. or or I think, off, yeah I think they played Thursday against uh, against Carolina. Yep, that's right. Yeah, uh, so you know they had ten days to to try and get a rookie quarterback in there, but I don't know if I haven't heard one way or the other. Um, if if I mean, they're, I mean, I'd have to say though with Atlanta though they have built they have beaten some good teams. I mean, they beat the Forty ers I know we did it at the start of the season, but that would have sort of like a chance of God and all the, which you know, the factors of, of playing in them conditions. But so they have, you know, they have actually beat like some quality teams, and I mean their division as well. It's not, it's quite a soft division, so they were probably still thinking that uh, you know we're still in for the chance of you know winning their division outright. Yeah. Well, I mean, renew, recharge, will review. Uh, says he wants to see what the jackhammer Sanborn does. I, again, I love that nickname. Uh, I think Tom mm-hmm. Thayer gave him yeah, that last week. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to stop the run or have a chance to stop the run, first it starts with your D-line holding up their blocks. Mm-hmm. But the guys behind that, the linebackers, have to fill those holes, fill those gaps, and meet those guys and make the tackles, you know, not just mm-hmm. not just get ran over by these guys. And I think Jack Sanborn oh, no. is kind of he's he's kind of becoming a, a a local favorite. And uh, I don't know how you guys I don't know how you guys follow it over in England, but uh, maybe an international favorite. Um, just the way he plays. Again, I, I feel like I'm glowing every time I talk about this guy. Um, I loved Roquan, as I said it's earlier just, this year. I was looking to buy his jersey, but. Yeah, he will. Yeah, this is a town. This is a town for linebackers, man. And if you're if you're a good linebacker yeah. who's 
hard-nosed kid. And just like you said, you know, pulling for the underdog. This is a it's a hard-nosed yeah. kid. Um, pack your lunch to work every day. You know what I'm saying? That kind of kid. That's the kind of guy that Chicago Bears fans yeah. will get behind. You know, and uh, I definitely that'll yeah, be something. Yeah, it's sort I'm of like. Yeah, I mean, he's sort of like got like that bit of like Mike Dicta sort of like, you know, mystique about him, you know what I mean? Sort of like, you know, your old school gritty, you know, Dick Buckus, you know, I'm going to kick your ass and spit in your face once I've kicked you in the ass sort of guy, you know what I mean? So I, I, just, I just like an underdog. As I said before, us English, we love the underdog story. So uh, as long as he plays well, mate, you know, I'm not up for like just giving it giving it to a because he came from Chicago, but um, you know what he's done in the last two games has been been really good, been really good. I'm I'm happy for the kid. Yeah, so cheesy says I bought his jersey last year. Angry face. I'm assuming he's talking about Roquan. Uh, sorry, Matt, man. I yeah. I've got plenty of jerseys that are hanging in my closet that I can't wear anymore. Uh, from a so from like a, what's what's a so what's sorry, AC. So what's the player like leaves leaves the team? Do you just not wear their, their shirt anymore? Is that it then? Put in the closet and, and filed away? It depends. Sometimes I'll dig them out, but I've got like an Alshon Jeffrey jersey that I don't wear anymore, or Brandon uh -huh. Marshall jersey that I don't wear anymore. I've got a Trubisky jersey that I wish I could find a way to put Claypool on the back now uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's tough for Bears fans. That's why I think Aldo has said on here before that he he just kind of goes after the retired players. You know, he yeah, I'm, I'm proud about that. Yeah, a Walter. And, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I just keep thinking I, I won't mind going like trying to find like really obscure Bears players jerseys and start buying you because know, I imagine it'd be like really cheap second hand on eBay and try and find the most sort of like you know. Strangest or a player what did absolutely fuck all's jersey. So I think I might start doing that after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um Fortizi says he's scared to buy a brisker jersey. I already bought one. <laughs> that one's in the closet. So uh, yeah, I needed man. a I needed a new blue one. Um so I, I went ahead and got the brisker. Uh and I, I the way I see it, he's on his rookie deal. So you got at least four years. So you got at least four years out of that jersey, uh, or three and a half if they decide not to resign him and trade him or whatever they whatever they do. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's it, been playing. He's been game. sorry, SC. Sorry, SC. Got got SC. Uh, I'm just going to say, I mean, he's been. SC, <laughs> <laughs> you go first, mate. Please. It, it's it's a tough game to play to try and find someone who you think is going to be a long term guy. The only one I feel that is safe right now is the guy we've been talking about for most of the show, um, Justin Fields. I mean, if you yeah. get a Fields jersey, that's that's going to be good for a, wh a while, as we say yeah. down here. <laughs> a while, like that, man. I mean, it's a bit like while. We just say while, but there you go. But, yeah, man, yeah, I'm, yeah, I might try and go for, like, really obscure Bears players from the past, see, see what I can get hold of. But I think Brisk has played really well this year. I think, uh, you know, obviously he's had his sort of rookie moments, but um, – you know, it does bring the funder, but I still would like to see him uh, wrap up more when he's tackling instead of just always doing it. You know, with a big shoulder hit. Uh, you know, especially when you have when you get when you have the impact, you do usually get a bit of a bounce off as well. So, you know, but then again, I think the tackling in the NFL as general is pretty poor sometimes. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly that is. If it's a difference between their training because you know they don't really tackle in practice anymore mm. or anything like that. 
Um, they are obviously taught to wrap up, but so many times, for especially if you're a big dude like Brisker, he's probably gotten away with it since he was in high school, just throwing a oh, shoulder yeah. at somebody and they'll go down. You know, so uh, mm. uh, it's it's tough to it's tough to fight that muscle memory of yeah, I'll just I'll just throw a good throw a good shoulder at someone and they'll go down. Um, but yeah. uh, see, I've already got a tan. Yeah, forgot where I was going. I mean, these, uh, oh, sorry, mate. I usually do that in a conversation, but I mean, the thing is, are these dudes uh, are going to be bigger than him because he's in the NFL? You know what I mean? So it's like you said, what what you what you could do when you like a far superior athlete to everybody else in high school, you can't do it in the NFL, man. And and it, and it's such a it's such a I don't know. I think because they don't do nothing training camp. They don't do enough contact, really. They should still do the Oklahoma drill. That's all, how old, <laughs> old school I am, mate. Oklahoma drill until you start bleeding, man. Come on, let's get going. Yeah, yeah, that Oklahoma drill, we used to say that uh, it'll make a lot of basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you know, you're right, because I can remember the first time I ever did the Oklahoma drill. Uh, when I started playing, I was 14, but I was playing against 19-year-olds because that would that would age the link from 14 to 19. So I remember first doing the first Oklahoma drill, and I was absolutely shitting it, mate. I'm telling you, and I got absolutely creamed. But the main thing is that I got up, sure that I didn't get creamed, and you just keep going, don't you? But it definitely gets used to the contact and all that of the game. You know what I mean? I think I think they, should, they need to do a little bit more contact drills. You know, back in training camp, not to the not to a ridiculously stupid amount, but you know, some of the con- some of the tackling's farcical, really. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they just try and balance that between injuries and mm. the amount of money they're playing. They're paying these players. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, you know, especially like like a, a quarter. I mean, you typically the quarterback didn't do the Oklahoma drill. You know, I was a linebacker, mm. so I loved it. That was one of my favorite drills, but. Even the linebackers are making big money now, you know, defensive ends, guys like that. If they if, if if someone found out, yeah, they were out there doing an Oklahoma drill, they end up with a concussion, they're out for a month, then they're <laughs> then well, they're like, Damn, we twenty million dollars you know sitting on the bench. Yeah. You know what, so that would have been cool, man, because I played running back. So me and you would have been natural enemies on the field, especially in uh-huh. that drill as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh they put me an outside backer, but I wasn't very good at covering the tight end because i'm only five eight i mean i just I'm tried five eight, mate. <laughs> yeah yeah but uh i love i love the contact i live for that shit but uh what was i talking about oh my god so so you were talking about what you wanted to see today and you, you talked about uh-huh. uh atlanta running the ball i touched mm-hmm. on that you said justin Field. fields you want to see him continue to do well i want to see him continue to do well and i love that he's running i love that he is setting records running mm-hmm. the ball but I want to see a little more passing. I mean, yeah, we, went I and traded, we went and traded for Chase Claypool. You, you're able to get some coverage off Darnell Mooney, and he's been able to make some catches. And Justin and, and all of a sudden, Cole Komet, dude, I, the last time I was on here, I said, I don't think Cole Komet's it. And now the guy <laughs> looks like freaking Mark Andrews out there just doing it uh, all. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe I should talk down about some of our other players, and, and, and they'll be like, <laughs> okay, see, let me show you what I got, you know. <laughs> Um, any, but, any, but, anything what could anything what could help the cause, mate, do it. It's sort right. of like you know, like it's like having them, you know, ridiculous superstitions what you do before a game or or whatever, you know what I mean? So uh no if it helps mate, do it because uh yeah, we I mean on the defense you need you know 
it's just so weird that uh, seeing you know that many points scored against the Bears defense. It's uh, it feels like we're in an upside down world with our offense being yeah. you know such a high scoring offense now. But I mean, I, I like I like the design run run for Fields because I think at least and you know at least he can protect himself when he's actually having a a design run rather than being in the pocket. But I mean that that. That uh, interception, what he threw last week, was absolutely terrible. Really, it was just such a floater. I mean, what, I'd have just thrown out of bounds, really, in 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 that, in that, in that situation, rather than rather than just loft how he did it. But um, or, yeah, and I like yeah, exactly, yeah. Or but I like to see him get rid of the ball a bit quicker. But I just think that's a lot down to his wide receivers not getting getting separation quick enough. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, I, I do like what I've seen out of Fields of being able to get out of bounds, not get hit, you know, those mm. type of things. Cause that's a lot of what you worry about with like, you know, when RG three had a crazy rookie season or when you see Lamar Jackson doing type things like that, they're mm. really good about getting out of bounds and conserving their body. Uh, but I, I worry about him getting tired legs and, um, and things like that. He, he said his legs were heavy this week. So mm. maybe we'll see a bit more passing this week. Um, if there's a defense to take advantage of, it's this one. Atlanta's not very good. Yep. I know neither are we, but Atlanta's offense has kind of been up and down. I mean, there's games where they look incredible, and then there's games where they put up like 15 points against – I think they mm. put up 15 against Carolina uh, in their in their last game. Um, well, I, I, you, think, I think that – sorry, sorry, I see. I think uh, Atlanta is sort of in a, a slightly sort of similar situation to the Bears because obviously they got Matt, rid of Matt Ryan, who'd been there for like 14 years. And also Julia, Julio Jones, so, you know, like a big star and, you know, he was, you know, he had a big salary. So I think that offense were always going to take a little bit of a back step with them people uh, left. I mean, I'm not surprised Matt Ryan left anyway because uh, I know Atlanta will try to get the Sean Watson. They want this. Uh, I think that sort of, uh, you know, Put, 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 pissed him off, uh, which yeah. it would do, really, because of all, all what's been going on. Uh, so I think that's why their offense really sort of, you know, struggled a little bit like ours. Yeah, I agree. Um, Matt, Matt Ryan was definitely not happy that they went after Deshaun Watson. Mm. And uh, I feel like Matt Ryan, I mean, he hasn't been great this year either, you know. They traded him to well, the he got Colts, benched, got... didn't he? He got benched the other week. Uh-huh. Yeah, they traded him to the Colts and uh, got a draft pick out of him. And speaking of the Colts, I mean, Jeff Saturday out there coaching. He's 1-0, <laughs> you know. Never never coached a day in his life, and he's out there winning ball games, uh, which is crazy so what, to what see. So what does that say, though? <laughs> uh, I think it kind of says, like John Fox famously said it when he was here, you know, I'm not the offensive coordinator, not the defensive coordinator, not the special teams coordinator, but I mm -hmm. coordinate all three. You mm -hmm. allow your coordinators to run their thing, Pete Carroll does this as well in Seattle. Mm -hmm. You allow your coordinators to do their thing. Not only does that improve your coaching tree and get those coaches ready for head coaching gigs when they're ready for it, and you're just a you're a locker room guy who keeps everyone in line and and kind of runs the whole deal, sort of CEO. Mm -hmm. I think Matt Eberflus even said he was mm -hmm. that was his plan when he came here. He's just the CEO. He's gonna let Allen Williams run his defense. He's gonna let Getzey run his offense. Guess his name's popping up in head coaching searches already, which, man, ridiculous. I just, That's ridiculous. I want more than one year of this. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, it just, it's if, really if I, sorry, sorry, AC, if I would get say, I know the temptation would be so hard to sort of turn down being an head coach, but I don't even think, yeah, but if I, if, 
we're only just starting at the Bears. So if I can prove that I can win a Super Bowl uh, in a year's time, say give it another year or two years, then you know, obviously, obviously my my uh, you know my stock's going to have risen quite highly. I mean, I I think it's ridiculous that people are even talking about it. Really, it's only been an OC for less than a full season. It seems ridiculous. Well, I think the uh, Justin Fields getting so much better under his tutelage. Oh yeah, is, yeah, is going a long way with people saying, "Well, we'll bring him in, and we have this quarterback who hasn't looked great, but maybe if Getsy can get Fields to look really good after mm-hmm. Nagy couldn't do shit, maybe he can do something with our guy as well." I feel like mm-hmm. that's the way they're doing it, but Fields is a lot of Fields' ability is just God-given ability. You know, yeah. he, the guy runs a four-four, and he's six foot three. And he talked about playing on the turf this week. He loves playing on the turf. Yeah, he's yeah, always yeah. played on turf, which is great. Uh, he even says he's a little bit faster on the turf. So, yeah. it, oh, I mean, when I, he scored that, when he scored that touchdown, I mean, he completely flawed the linebacker, didn't he? I think he yeah. actually knocked him out of the game. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the guy had a concussion or something. Yeah, I think he went off. Yeah, that's what he went off. So, I mean, like you say, I mean, he's, you know, he's got all the. I mean, that got up the like being hit like you know with a bowling ball, you know, because he's such a, a specimen of an athlete. I mean, that's that's what we feel about that field. You I mean he must take care of himself so well and train so hard to be that. Fi- I know you have you know you have your you given talents, but I mean you know he must train his ass off to to, to be like that. Uh, but like yeah, I mean I think about Gets as well. I mean like a lot of fields big players have been sort of you know. His natural, his, his natural talent. I mean, a, a, a so-called design player. You know, it's like a lot of his runs. It's like because he's had to scramble. So, I think. I mean, I want, I want Getz obviously to improve. But I think as an head coach, I think uh, even if I were Getz, I'm thinking that might be a little bit too soon. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure he'll get interviews and stuff. Uh, but I think he got interviews last year before eventually coming to be ROC, um, like Denver ends up with Nathaniel Hackett, which that could help us out of keeping him because Nathaniel Hackett's not doing anything in Denver. So maybe people will look at that and say, yeah, let's let let's let Getsy just season a little bit more before before we call him in. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a person. I'm not really into all these coaching trees as a success because you think about all the all the coaches of the uh, coach underneath Belichick. They've all done absolutely terrible when they become head coaches, the majority of them, aren't they? You know, look what's happened in Las Vegas now. The guy what went to Detroit, uh, who always has a pencil behind his ear. And it, you know, I don't know why he thinks that looks cool, but that's what he does. And, yeah. um, you know, so, I mean, you know, that, 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 you know, them coaches haven't really sort of had the success. I mean, I suppose a lot of, you know, from the uh, the Chiefs head coach, you know, a lot of, a lot of these sort of, uh, underlings have had success, like the guy who coached Philadelphia to uh, their Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'm not really a massive believer because their coaches is a, is it, that's him, isn't it? Really, I don't think you can if he's a, he can't really rectify that. I don't think it's quite an individual thing. But uh, no, I hope he stays, mate. I hope I hope him, Pauls and uh, their coach uh, Eberflus have got like a a three or four year plan and saying this is what we're going to do, and then yeah. you know. Hopefully, it all works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at coaching trees, my biggest one is the Shanahan coaching tree. Yeah, who, yeah. um, really, he learned from his dad, Mike Shanahan. 
you know, he trained him, McVeigh, and LaFleur, who have gone on to learn how to train these coaches to eventually be head coaches. And Luke Getze is a distant branch mm. off of that tree, but you're seeing it all over the league. Uh, Kevin O'Connell up in Minnesota, who – what a freaking game they had last week. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I saw, I saw the 40 minutes, yeah. It were uh, oh. a really good game. It must it was, be it must be so it must be such a I know I know as bear fans have it hard, but fucking hell man. To be a Browns fan, it must be the hardest thing in the world to keep following that team because at one point they didn't even have a Browns team for a few years until until they got reinstated. So um I know we have it bad and we like to have a bit of a murmur, but I'm so glad I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan because that is such a must be such a hard franchise to uh, to follow. Well, I mean, after going up there last year and watching Justin Fields get creamed and getting heckled from their fan base, I have no remorse for the <laughs> Cleveland Browns at all. Um, I mean, I'm a, I was up there with my brand new Justin Fields jersey. There's a guy probably two rows, three rows behind us. I went up there with KB, his cousin. Played for the Browns at the time, so he got his tickets, which was awesome. Um, shout out to Andrew Billings, who is now a Las Vegas Raider. Um, but the guy a few rows behind us was like, boy, Justin Fields is sucking. Justin Fields is having a rough go. It's got to be tough to be a Justin Fields fan. And I'm like, if there's any fan base you would think would have empathy for not being yeah. able to have a great quarterback playing great all the time, it would be the Browns. I mean – this talks oh, yeah. about Tim Couch earlier. You know, he was the first round, their number one overall pick, and they didn't put anything around him, which ended up getting him hurt. But yeah, I I have no empathy whatsoever for the Cleveland Browns or their fan base after that game. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'm maybe I'm an asshole. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, you've always been an asshole long as long as I've known you. <laughs> only joking, mate. I'm only joking. Hey, if that if that had been a soccer game over in this country, mate, people would have just been fighting. There wouldn't have even there wouldn't have even been any rationale. There were, it would have just been that's why they separated them, have them separate the uh, you know each team's supporters are in different sections because they'll just beat the crap out of each other. So uh, yeah, you're lucky you want uh, an English soccer game. <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of ignored him, and uh, hey, mate. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna end up in jail in Cleveland for getting in a fight at a football <laughs> game. You know. You know that, and, that sounds like a, a sort of an indie American film, doesn't it? Lots up in Cleveland after an NFL game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I couldn't think of a very a much worse place than that um, in America. Uh, but, uh, um, Hello, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, there were there was news this week. Uh, Khalil Herbert landed on IR, um, mm. and I have heard that they are trying to work with Velas Jones to maybe move him into the backfield. Are you right. concerned about Khalil Herbert? He was having some good runs and and making some good plays. As far as I love Justin or I love David Montgomery and I love Justin Fields when they run the ball, but Khalil Herbert was really like the lightning to David Montgomery's thunder. Do you feel like that affects our offense or, or do you think we'll be okay without it? I, I think it's going to affect our offense quite a lot because he see, you know, David Montgomery get, always gets hard yards, which is one of, one of the, the great things about him as a running back. But like, uh, God, I've completely forgot his name now. Uh, the other one who we were talking about, about a brain freeze. 
Help me out, AC. Are you talking Herbert or are you talking? Yeah, Herbert. Bailey? Sorry, yeah. So Herbert. You know, he's sort of like he's got he's like the pace guy. And uh, you know, they always they always remind me a little bit of what Cleveland have. Sorry to bring Cleveland back up again, AC. Uh, I didn't I didn't realise he had some hatred for the for the place. <laughs> um, but like, you know, how their running backs complement each other. I think it'll be a big difference because the rookie Ebner hasn't really done much, has he really? He hasn't really. I don't. He hasn't really had the opportunity really to get like uh, have a few, you know, three or four runs on a series. So, um, but yeah, Felix Jones, man. I mean, as long as as long as it, you know, he hands it off to the guy, and even if he don't do like a, you know, if they're doing a sweep, he don't have to pitch to the guy. Then uh, I don't mind him being in the backfield. But what's he going to do? That'll be like a, it's just going to be like a gadget play. It really, it's not so much really what I think. I don't think he could be in the backfield like as a consistent. Uh, running back anyway uh, I don't know I mean we're playing Atlanta today and Cordero mm. Patterson came into the NFL as a punt returner wide receiver sort of Swiss army knife kind of guy and they've really molded him into being their star running back so yeah but if- he's, I think I think a lot of that's due to his, his physique doing it as well because he's such a big guy and so fast where Felix Jones is is he's probably our height in here really he's quite quite a a small, like, speedster, so uh, I can see where you're coming from, AC. Yeah, I, I think Bayless Jones is, like, six foot, so he's got... Oh, he's here. All right, Kale. Yeah, but uh, uh, just, I mean, he's, he has issues catching the ball, so <laughs> hand it off to him. Maybe he can do something. He's got speed. We saw it, you know, while oh, he yeah. was on the field. I don't know. That's just... And as far as Ebner goes, the guy they drafted... He's been okay, but I feel like uh, maybe some more time in the NFL, more time in this system, and yeah. he can build his ball carrier vision. I think he struggles with vision, finding the hole, hitting it, you know, not dancing around and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mean, maybe he turns into something. I really don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't have extremely high hopes for for Ebner because I just haven't seen it. You know, you, you I have it there. I mean, what me. about – we, have we still got a, a fullback on the team? We still got a fullback at well. Might just just seeing just give the fullback a bit of a blast up the middle and see if that does anything. You know, just just for the change. Because I remember seeing some highlights uh, when they traded for him. I mean, he, he's got a few good steps in him as well. So I don't mind just seeing seeing what happens if they put him in for a few players. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't mind that. And another thing that they brought up, I was listening to six seventy the score after our. Uh, Dolphins loss and you know mm-hmm. the big the big play in that game not only the ref screw us that one as well but they blocked a punt for a touchdown and they had Herbert in on that and he yeah, was the block yeah he wasn't, he wasn't able to hold his block they talked about putting David Montgomery back there but I mean just like you said we got a fullback standing there that's his job is to block why would mm-hmm. you put him on on you know on on punt team i don't know if he's already in there at a different position or what but uh and uh pz brings up a good point here can velas or ebner block i, I really have no idea no, I'm just gonna no say. Um, i mean, I mean that's, that's one good that's one of the uh the uh the parts of herbert scale what's got to improve is this pass blocking it's terrible i mean i i used to coach running backs and you know when i used to play as well i used to love blocking linebackers coming through God, me and, me and you, AC, you'd had a right game against each other. You flying through on the outside, I'll cut block you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cut block in the league now. It's a penalty. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't back in my day, man. Yeah, so back in my day. <laughs> not back in my day, boy. <laughs> not back in the ages, mate. You can more or less do anything you want. It was great. But yeah, I yeah. mean, the pass blocking on Herbert really has got to improve. He, he don't. He doesn't get his burst low enough and he puts his head down a little bit too quickly so he loses uh, loses sight of the defender what's coming towards him. But, um, yeah, it's just um, it's just a shame, really, because they just give a good bounce to each other, don't they, running back to what we have? Yeah. Um, I mean, what that might help, though, is, you know, Montgomery's contract up at the end of the year. If he's mm. our best blocking back and he still gets those tough yards, it could work out for him to get it to get an extension. I feel like he loves the city of Chicago. Yeah. He went about it the correct way. Uh, I hate to bring up Roquan again, but the way he, you know, he came into the season with his contract on the line. He was like, well, I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to play until something gets worked out in this. And David Montgomery just, just showed up to work. You know, he, yeah. he packed his lunch and, and, uh, and, and showed up to work and he's, he's earning it. You know, um, I don't know if he has a C on his chest, yet but he should uh, i feel mm. like he is a captain on this team at least in um at least in spirit um yeah hr does have a interesting question does alan williams retain his job next year with more <laughs> talent on d or do you feel like they should uh i mean does is he a one and done coach i i feel like he should have more I don't. of a I'll answer, and then I'll let you answer. Yeah, I sorry, feel like I he should have more of a chance to prove himself um, with more talent on that defense. You know, we we talked about you know, he can't make these defensive linemen get off their blocks. Uh, I heard a stat this week that the Chicago Bears have the 32nd-rated uh, pass rush. Like, mm. the distance between them and a quarterback – is the highest in the entire league. They can't get to the quarterback. They can't. And even with, a, like I said, a guy like Jared Goff, who literally just stands back there, you know he's not mobile, but our guys just aren't getting off blocks. I'm really disappointed in Trevin, get Travis Gibson. I thought he would step up in this role. Mm-hmm. Dominic Robinson, you know, fifth-round rookie, so he's still got a lot to learn. Um, even when Robert Quinn was there, he wasn't getting toward him either. You know, mm-hmm. Justin Jones is really the only guy that I'm able to point at occasionally that is able to get off his block or get in the backfield and, and do anything. And if you mm-hmm. got one guy out of four, that's, it's not a good thing. Mm. What do you think? I mean, I think he's going to be around, around for another season at least. Cause he's, he's like one of the Eva Fluss's guys from, uh, from the courts, what came over with him. So I've just got a feeling that, that he will be here for another season. I sometimes just think that he doesn't, he doesn't sort of uh, adjust quick enough. Throughout the game, we always seem like something will happen in the first something will happen in the first quarter, but they don't seem to really adjust about until after the half time, which is really annoying. And uh, I just don't know if this scheme fits some of the players what we've got at the moment. You know, i.e. the front mm-hmm. the front seven really. Uh, but it's like what we've been saying a lot regarding the defense. If you don't get a, you don't get pressure at the front, especially in that scheme, if you don't get the pressure from you know the front four. Then, then because you're not really blitzing up very often, then uh, I think that's why teams have been you know, running down, up and down on us and, and, and get, getting a lot of passing yards as well. Um, I mean, the defensive backs can only do so much. They do need you know, help from, from the front four, especially. So um, I think he'll be here for another year. I definitely do. But 
it's just like you just it's like is it down to the players have lost, i.e. Roquan, even you could even put Mack into that if you wanted to still. You know, if we had Mack and, and, and all that and then we you know, we had Recon as well. So you think if like you like you said, if he's got should we give him the chance of better talent, hopefully he might might get next year. Yeah, it'll be up to polls to uh mm. fill his fill up his defense with with great players that can run the scheme and play hard and do all the things that you have to do. I know they don't like blitzing, but sometimes you just you just gotta you blitz got to get if you're mm-hmm. not getting pressure with your front four, you gotta blitz. Sometimes you'll get burned on that, but I know I don't know if they still run it, but back in the day the Steelers used to run a blitz zone scheme that I really loved. You get your linebackers coming in. Sometimes you'd have defensive ends dropping out in the flats and stuff like that. Uh, really confusing to a quarterback to know who's coming and who's not coming. And you're running zone behind that, which helps your defensive backs because they're covering a space mm-hmm. rather than having to stay on a particular player. Uh, I, I don't know if that's something they may be able to adjust to in the future or uh, if they're just going to stick with the game plan and 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 – improve talent uh you know we have the most cap space in the league next year uh and we have possibly a top five draft pick to go along with that um i mean so do you, do you think though that eberfluss should sort of uh prompt prompt him a bit more is if not lots saying like it should be shadow managing him and whatever but like sometimes i just feel like he must see some but maybe that defensive coordinator is not seeing and sometimes I just feel like it might need to just sort of get on them a little bit more. Well, they've all got those headphones on and they're oh, constantly yeah. talking back and forth. Um, I can't remember if Alan Williams is an on-field coach or up in the box. To I, me, I think he's on field. See, I, I feel like he needs to move up into the box. I know Vic Fangio used to do it historically because up mm. in the box you can see the entire field. You can True, see yeah. where they're – trying to attack your defense and you've got those phones that you can talk to these guys on the field if you have to when they come off the field um maybe that would help if williams would move up in the box and give him more of a bird's eye mm-hmm. view of the entire field and 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 try and scheme off of that i i, I really don't i really have no idea uh, i think mm-hmm. it really just comes down to the talent level i mean mm-hmm. our best player in our front seven is as much as I love the Jack Hammer, he's an undrafted free agent linebacker out of Wisconsin. You know, he's a, he's a rookie, um, which is not always a great thing. You know, if, if you've got um, him playing better than anyone else in your front seven, yeah. um, you just you're just gonna buy a jersey. Right? That's what's gonna happen there. So you're gonna man, buy a jersey. I'm, I'm kind of talking <laughs> myself into it, ain't I? I don't know. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a linebacker, so I love my linebackers. Yeah, he, he, he saw, he's ticking the boxes off going, yeah, I'm just going to buy one out, really. There's no, there's no negative reason why I shouldn't get one, apart from he might not be on the team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, okay, so the Falcons today, man, um, I mean, you got to stop the run. That's what it all comes down yeah. to. They've got – they drafted a wide receiver in the top ten in Drake London, who's been okay for him. He hasn't been – Julio Jones, you know, fucking Hall of Famer type guy. Uh, I feel like if Jalen Johnson's healthy, you want to stick him on him and and go from there. Uh, I feel like our, I feel like our defense is. So, I mean, it's tough because I at the first few games we were just getting gashed through the run game, and then 
we played the Vikings. We held Dalvin Cook to under 100 yards. We played uh, – we had three or four games there where we were holding – I mean, they weren't – they were still running the ball, but they weren't doing it at a, as high of a rate as they were early in the season, I feel like. So I feel like they're progressing through the season. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just I, I just got to see more out of the D-line, man. That's yeah. the biggest – I'll tell you what could be quite interesting, though. You've seen uh, Brisker against that tight end, uh, which I can't remember his name now, Fred Ladner, who's more or less just a big-bodied uh, wide receiver, really. So I'm, I'm quite anxious to see if he's covering him because, uh, you know, they're both great athletes. And, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, I think as well, I think Ladner have been struggling to get uh, pick the ball. So uh, they might they might be, you know, trying him out against a rookie. But I think that'd be a, an interesting uh, competition to watch. Yeah, Kyle Pitts was a great prospect coming out of college at Florida. He broke records, made Kyle Trask look like an NFL quarterback and all that kind of things. And he's a guy that you can use on the line as tight end, out in the slot as a wide receiver, kind of like a Jimmy Graham back when he was tearing shit up, um, that type of player. He can really do it all. It'd be a tough assignment for Brisker, but I would like to see them um, attempt to do that. I think – uh, I mean, should we just go ahead and get into our predictions? Because what I'm about to say is a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. You might as well, mate. You might as well keep keep on a roll. So I yeah, like so, to so we'll get into. Uh, oh, let me actually. Can you just bullshit for a second? Let me shoot a message to Tooch see if he's gonna join us today because uh, uh, I don't. Um, he usually gets in and talks. You know his betting lines and that and that kind of stuff. I don't. Oh, no, I've got actually. I've got a question actually. Um, a question to the people in chat, and this might come over as being like uh, an English newbie to the sport, but I've, I have been following the, the sport for over thirty years. Do people think that the uh, pass interference uh, flag should be the spot of the foul like it's at the moment, or do you think it should just be a fifteen-yard penalty? I personally think it should just be a 15-yard penalty because I think it's ridiculous that one penalty could take a team like the full length of the field when one player just made a mistake. So anybody in the chat's got any any sort of uh, viewpoints on that? I'd be quite interested to know uh, what you guys think. Well, to me, I I like that it's a spot foul because you see a lot in college college football, it's a 15-yard penalty no matter what happens. So that's why I like that. I, think that, I think that's what it should be. I think that's what, that I think it shouldn't be a, a spot foul, you know, because it's just it's just too, it's just ridiculous that one foul could cost a team so much, you know what I mean? In yardage to lose so much yardage. You know but, what I mean? But then you run seems... in but then you run into this as a defensive guy, and this is the way I look at it, why I like it being a spot foul. Um, right, if, if, say I don't know, a guy like a Tyreek Hill is just burning you down the field. And you're just like, well, I know he's going to beat me. I don't want to give up this touchdown. So you just freaking blow him up on his route. Now it's only 15 yards instead of yeah. what should oh, have yeah, that's been good a point, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, I was interested. It was something what I've uh, had at the back of my mind for quite a few weeks. So I'd have been meaning to uh, bring it up, and I have just get, forgot. So, yeah, I do what I can do see it from that end because I always look at it from uh, an offensive sort of side, really, football. So, uh I mean, yeah, that's man. where we're different, man. You're a running back. I'm a linebacker. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it defensive. If I'm getting my ass kicked by somebody, oh, it's only 15 yards. If I trip his ass, yeah, let's do it. Let's trip his. Ass. All right, all right. I see. Then, if you if if 
pick any uh, linebacker today which would characterise you when you played linebacker? Oh, what would you man, What would you say you were like? That's tough, but like I said, I wasn't good in coverage. They blitzed me quite a bit, so I was more like – I mean, I wouldn't say I'm – I was – obviously, I'm not to the level of Khalil yeah. Mack or anything like that, but that's the kind of game I played. I had uh, at right. least two sacks in every game that I played. Um, right. So, uh, not not Robert Quinn numbers from last year, but I, was, I did okay off the edge. Yeah, and, uh, um, I, I had a pretty good spin move. Um, but speaking of spin moves – and building your draft stock, let's bring in my man Johnny San Tucci the Tooch. What's good, brother? All right, I'll uh, I'll tell you. Hey, I've listened to you. Guys. Hey, Chris and AC. Um, I tell. You. Oh, you're. Oh yeah. You muted yourself. All right, been listening to the show. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah, I have been uh, uh, getting ready. I'm actually leaving the country on uh, wow. Wednesday. Oh, heading to the Philippines is that, is that... for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'll be on the Philipp- in the Philippines for like three weeks, and then I'll be back doing some stuff. I'll try and phone in from Asia. <laughs> wow. Good luck cool, with man. that. I was, just, yeah. I, was just, uh, I was just wondering if that were from your uh, dodgy uh, pornograph video making. But you have to suddenly leave the country. Right. It's cheaper to film down there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. No. Awesome. No, uh, oh. my wife is from the Philippines and cool. she has not been to see her family in like four years. Her mom's been wow. sick. So let's get some time there and I need a break from work and all this other stuff I do. But uh, it happens to come right in the middle of bear season. I got to tell you. Uh, the Bears are the most bet on team today, so I gotta. All right. If I'm if I'm betting, I gotta take the Falcons minus two and a half because, as you've seen, the most bet on teams uh, end up losing against the spread. So uh, I don't know what it is, and the Bears, as I said Tuesday, cannot win games if they're playing against the officiating crew as well. Yes. And, uh, it, it's been gross, the NFL, you know. Uh, but well, I, I, I feel t- like. I feel like uh, I would take the Bears. I mean, I don't want to get into my predictions completely yeah. yet, but I feel like I would take the Bears. And I, I, hey, you and every the, other Joe. The whole, well, the whole the whole week, I really was talking myself into Atlanta winning this ball game. But I was listening to Hogan Johns, and they talked to um, and a writer from the Athletic in the Georgia area. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he said, you know, you look, you look at the four part, the four big parts of the game offenses and defenses you know both defenses are not very good they'll cancel each other out so then you look at both offenses the bears have scored an average of 30 points for the last month and the falcons have been up and down all year you know they put up i think 15 against carolina they did have some big games where they were putting up a decent amount of points but falcons um, suck right Mm. so that's what a lot of people i think are looking at is if you look at the major can't beat the officials that's true. That is true, and it's that's the one thing. I mean, look, at the past, <laughs> look at the past three weeks. Yeah, yeah. We've had questionable, blatant calls. The Bears have had to send tape to the NFL officiating office. And how many times can we keep sending tapes to the office saying, mm-hmm. "Look at this"? They don't give a crap. It should they, really either, be something either they, they just can like do the about Bears that. organization or or what. I don't know, but I, mm-hmm. I think uh, this. You guys said earlier this is probably the last time the Bears will have a chance to get a win. Although, 
uh, you never know what could happen. I mean, I, I could see him Buffalo not taking the, the Bears seriously and the Bears kind of maybe sneaking one in on them like the Vikings did last week. But uh, the Falcons are probably their best chance of getting a win the rest of the season. And while uh, if they didn't win today or didn't win the rest of the season, like you also said, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, you know, look mighty fine on this defense. So, I mean, we, we can't be we can't be uh, too disappointed if we lose the rest of the way because we're not going anywhere right now but we do have a bona fide superstar and that's the X factor in this game. Now, if, mm-hmm. uh, if the officials are going to try and take another one away from us again, I hate to be this guy because I, I've never been this guy, but it has been so gross and blatant mm. that I, I've just been uh, uh, pissed off. You know, uh, another, another public team today is the Patriots. I've got the jets plus three and a half. I don't like to play, you know, jets are five and three though. And look at the, where the money is. Give me, uh, the Patriots might win the game. Jets might cover that game, but that uh, that entire division is in the playoffs right now. Yeah, <laughs> that crazy. Is, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it, uh, it's a tough week for uh, against the spread wagering. I think probably the best play on the board for me would be the Commanders Texans under forty one and a half. Uh, both these teams have been under almost every week. Now the Commanders five and zero against the spread mm-hmm. uh, the last five weeks, and if you you want to. Tell me that Ron Rivera doesn't want to stick it to Lovey Smith. You know, you got another <laughs> thing coming because I yeah. guarantee you he has his game circled on his calendar. He's going to go in there and he's going to punish Lovey as much as he can today. I got the commanders minus three. I don't love the but three and a half. I might be tempted to take the Texans just because they're kind of feisty at home. But uh, give me the commanders minus three today. Also love Brian Robinson over 65 yards rushing. I think. You know, with the Texans allowing 156 yards rushing a game, 65 yards from Robinson, man, that's a walk in the park. Give me that all day. I'll, that's one of my top plays today. Right. Uh, also, uh, like the Commanders, like the under in that game. Uh, also, another like Andy Dalton, under 214 passing yards today. I think uh, he's got a rough time today. Again, I don't think I like the under in that game too. Man, only a lot of points we scored that game. The Rams, uh, Stafford. I don't know if he's gonna play i think he's questionable if you if you're seeing john wolford uh give me the saints minus two and a half (laughs) but but, i mean both teams are banged up no Cooper cup no michael thomas uh jarvis landry might play he's still questionable neither team has guys really to throw to Allen robinson might have a decent game finally uh for the rams but uh today i'm gonna be keeping a close eye on the officials in the bears game yeah what's the uh are they still giving you easy money on the Justin Fields rushing yards? I'm not going to take it today. It's 71 and a half now. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think on, on Aldo and Dan's show, uh, I, I trace the history of the prop I've been betting for the past five weeks and making a shit ton of money on. Right. It was uh, um, Justin Fields over 41 and a half. He had like, I don't know, 80, you know, and then uh, the next week it was over 47 and a half. And I got yeah, a hundred and it was 49 and a half last week. It was like 61 and a half. Uh, and now it's up to 71 and a half. So, I mean, Justin feels like he said, as he said, his legs feel heavy today. I think they're going to lean on David Montgomery as well. They should, you know, yeah. let Montgomery take the, take the punishment, but uh, no Khalil Herbert. That's going to hurt because uh, uh, you know, then, then you are asking Montgomery and fields to do a little bit more rushing than, you know, bears, uh, uh, coaches and bears fans would like right well i 
I feel like I would still take the over. I mean, uh, if if there's a defense that you could take advantage of, I feel like it's this one in Atlanta. They're real. They're just really bad. Uh, yeah. They've got one defensive lineman that gets penetration often, and that's Jared. They've got one corner, and I think AJ Terrell who plays yeah. really well. Uh, but yeah, other than Brady that, Jared is a load, man. Yeah, yeah. He and then, you know, uh, he's a guy that would look good in a Bears uniform. He's always disruptive. You know, I, I don't like the matchup between him, him and Mustafer, uh, or whoever's going to be lined up. He's lined up at, but uh, uh, you make a great point, AC. That yeah. Grady Jarrett is a guy you got to double team. Yeah. Um, well, there's a guy that KB brought him up on the show earlier this month, uh, Deron Payne, who's a free agent with Washington yep. Commanders. Yeah. That's yep. a guy I would love to see us go after. Um, yeah, that, maybe that, that Commanders line. You, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that helps you look somewhere else in the draft, you know, like a Skaronsky out of Northwestern. He'd be a solid starter yeah. on the offensive line. On the but, offensive uh, line, yep. But uh, I'll tell you, if it's a high pick, you got to start looking at Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, uh, right now I think the Bears are picking seventh if the, if the uh, uh, season were to end today. Seventh pick, I don't know what that's going to get you. I haven't really projected. I don't think it'll get you Will Anderson or – Jalen Carter, maybe if there's a you know a, a lot of teams looking at quarterbacks, but right. you know it all depends on which quarterbacks are coming out. You know, I, Caleb Williams coming out, he's a sophomore. I don't know, I had a pretty fucking good game last night. If you watch the game, man. I think. <laughs> <Lit up>. uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you got three of them that that that's definitely I feel like top ten prospects. Yeah, you know, even, Stroud even and with, Young. Even well, even with Levis having a having a rough go of it, a lot of people are looking at his body build and the way they feel they can mold him. Um, and maybe you look yeah. at if, if, if Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are off the board, maybe you look at trade options. Maybe you end yeah. up with a, with a Kings bounty for one of these quarterbacks, a la the way the saints always do. They always give away a ton of picks to go get yeah. a guy in the first round. Uh, That's uh, a great point. Yeah. I mean, we don't need a quarterback AC. Right, and I'm so excited about that because I've never – I mean, since Cutler left, I haven't been able to say that. You know what I mean? Even when Trubisky was winning a bunch of games, I know this is sacrilege to Mike North, but we felt like he wasn't the answer. You know what he I mean? He still doesn't like – Fields is breaking NFL records and he still doesn't like Justin Fields. He holds <laughs> on to the ball to him. Yeah, fine. This is his, this is basically his rookie season. We'll yeah, coach you know, that holds him, on you know? to the ball a long time. Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, he holds yeah. on to the ball for a long time. Yep, but, that's uh, right, absolutely. Uh, but uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how many I don't know how many NFL records Justin Fields got to break before uh, fans start liking him. But, you know, Mike North's the only one I know that doesn't love the guy. I mean, I'm even <laughs> telling, like I was telling Chris earlier, well, you know how it is with children. It, it's hard to get them to buy into a team unless they're exciting to watch, and this is definitely a team that's exciting to watch at this point. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of how we used to take bathroom breaks and stuff during uh, punts and stuff. But when when Devin Hester was a Chicago Bear, you didn't miss that punt just in case something happened. Anytime the offense is on the field, I have my butt in the seat and I am locked in to see what's the next thing Justin Fields is going to do because mm -hmm. he just he's so good, man. And, and it's so exciting to watch. I mean, when it takes off for 67 yard runs, 61 yard runs, like, and he's breaking tackles in the backfield before. Yeah. Oh my God. It just, I, I, it's like jump out of your seat moments that I used to only get when, yeah. um, 
Bo Devin Jackson Hester. would intercept something, or, or Devin, Devin Hester. Hester. Yeah. You know, you just see the the the, the like the 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 field open up, and you're just oh, there it is, and he's just yeah. I said on uh, Dan and Aldo's show, I haven't been this tingly since Devin Hester was being ridiculous. <laughs> you know, yeah. because Justin Fields not. I mean, we've wanted a, a breakaway threat running back for a long time. We have one. He just plays quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and that's great. Yeah, because uh, once he he's already starting to figure it out, man, with uh, some of the uh, zone beats against cover two. You know, you saw him make some plays last week, and uh, uh, I hate to say it, but special teams better not cost us another win here too, because an extra point that was huge. Yeah, last oh, yeah. week. Yeah, missing the extra point was huge. Yeah, and 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 Cairo's been so automatic, man. I was shocked mm-hmm. at that. Um, Greg Tierney, I do. I take the uh, Justin Fields passing yards over. What's his number set at today? I'd have to look. Um, okay. I'm going to guess it's probably around 200 yards. Yeah. But, what were you uh, going to say, Chris? <coughs> While he looks that up, Chris, I'm sorry, I've completely forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Justin, get that for you. In yeah, a second. like I, like I said, man, Justin Fields is just so exciting to watch. Um, I would like to see Chase Claypool get some play today. He had less snaps mm-hmm. last week than he had the week before. Yeah, it did. Yeah, which was um, questionable. Um, but I feel like a lot of that had to do with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you know, uh, their secondary is pretty good. This is a great call, man. I, I'm gonna have to load this up. But their linebackers are were were not great, so I feel like that's why they used a lot more tight ends, fullbacks, and, and stuff like that as they were trying to. Which is which is guess which team is the on. worst team in the NFL against the pass? Thirty second overall, two hundred eighty yards passing. I love Atlanta I'd Falcons. Love the Falcons. Justin Fields over one seventy four and a half. Who else not bad? I'm gonna load that. I'm gonna load that one yeah. up now. Yeah, that's a good There's call. There's some couch money in there, you know. Hell yeah, good call. Um, but uh, not bad. We've we've pretty much broken all this down at this point. Uh, yeah. Tuesday, if you'd like to stay with us, we'll do our um, yeah school uh, predictions, bowl predictions. We're talking about uh, the defensive backfield, and you know, uh, injuries to uh, defensive backfield has me a little concerned. But right. Kendall Vilder's got an ankle. I know he hasn't been the greatest, but we don't have much else. You know, Jalen mm-hmm. Johnson has been okay. Uh, Crook Shank out with the hamstring. That mm-hmm. hurts, you know, our dime back. Um, so that's going to be something to keep it, keep an, an, an eye on. You know, I think you'll probably see a little bit more DeAndre Houston Carter back there. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, I like his veteran play, you know. Um, other than that, you know, you, you still have uh, uh, the offensive line is relatively healthy. Uh, Cole Komet is another one to keep an eye on. He, you know, had that thigh injury, which should have been a flag, yeah. you know, for uh, uh, pass oh, yeah. interference. That that would let go. Uh, what's his name? Ran right into him while he was running his route. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's uh, and it was past five yard marker, so uh, that should have been a flag. Also, so many non calls uh, against the Bears. You know, uh, whenever you go into a game, you know, watch watch the offensive line and see how much the Falcons get away with holding. Because I tell you right now, with 86% of the money on the Bears, the referees in Vegas, whatever handshake they have, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but it it sure is pointing towards uh, this kind of crap. You know, especially last week, you know, Bears were one of the top bet teams. You know, Lions won outright. Um, 
today keep an eye on it because uh, the past three games, officials have a lot of crucial calls, just blatant. No calls have gone against us. Yeah, with uh, sports gambling getting so big, that's definitely something that they'll have yeah. to watch out for. And I feel like that's something that yeah. a lot of politicians. Mike North talked about it you know, about. today on the show. He's like, sooner or later, something's going to come out and say, you know, oh, yeah. a, a, a scandal will be uncovered where a guy said, bet this on, you know, whatever on me and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get a hamstring at 60 yards where well, the over unders, you know, 65 or something, you know, yeah. for rushing or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, all the BS calls have favored Vegas, man. I'm telling you, Anthony and I bet the other way, and we've we've been winning every time. I took the the Texans plus uh, 14 versus the Eagles that one night. I didn't want to bet the Texans. I knew they weren't going to lose, and I knew the Eagles had a chance to blow them out. But you know what? The Eagles only won by 11. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny how that works. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll get ready to close this thing out. We'll talk about uh, give me your score prediction. Yeah. Give me a bold prediction if you've got one, offensive and defensive MVP. I'll start with you, Chris, and then you, Tooch, and then I'll pick up the scraps, whatever you guys leave me. Uh, cool, man. Uh, I think um, my score prediction is uh, 28 to 21 to Chicago. Uh, I think uh, it could be even more, but I just think whichever offense scores the most, because I think both defenses are very weak on both sides. So I think it could just be a, a shootout, really. But I think we just got an edge on them with our offense. So I think really um, offensive uh, MVP, we're going to go for David Montgomery because Herbert's out. So it'd be like, like you guys mentioned earlier, it'll just be interesting to see how he picks up the slack really. And it'll also you know, justify why he should get a contract. So I'd say on offense, on D, I'm probably thinking Briscoe, I just think... Um, Brisker against Pitt could be a really interesting uh, battle to watch, and it'll be a, you know a really good test for the for the rookies. So, uh, there are my uh, there are my predictions. You want to do shout outs now, AC? Or yeah, go ahead and hit yeah. some shout outs if you like. Cool. Uh, shout is uh, obviously having the chance to spend an hour and a half of my life chatting to you, AC. It's always a gift, you know what I mean. And I've completely enjoyed today's show. It's been awesome. Always great to get a chance to talk to the Tooch. And have a lovely holiday, mate. A bit of winter sunshine can never is never a bad thing. So uh, take <laughs> care of your family. Have a great time as well. Uh, Thank you. Other shout out is everybody in the chat. You mate Michelle, you know who you are. And uh, finally, yeah, let's just uh, hopefully just get that win for Justin Fields, man. The guys earn it so much, you know. They do so much for him as well. So uh, hopefully we'll get a Bears win. Oh yeah. All right, go ahead, Tooch. All right, uh, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go 33 to 30 Falcons, and uh, just because <laughs> of the trends, man. <laughs> Do I, I'll be rooting for my Bears. I, I actually put a bear, bet in Bears plus three. I don't like it, but uh, it was before uh, I saw all the money 86% on the Bears. So uh, I just think somehow we'll either get uh, some kind of bad call or non call or something like that, and uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, the Bears end up losing by three. And then uh, shout out to you guys for a great show and carrying it on without, uh, you know, all personnel there. I'm sorry I couldn't be here earlier. Um, catch me after the show uh, on Fantasy Football Goon with Joe and Adam. Uh, we'll be breaking down some fantasy stuff, prop bets, and uh, daily fantasy picks. And then Tuesday I'll be on the Dan and Aldo show for uh, 
the last time until I get back. Probably, I think <laughs> I, I'm out until the I'm, I'm out until after the bye, guys. So I might as well go on the DL. <laughs> IR, you're on the IR. I'm on. Huh? I'm on, a, I'm on the short-term IR. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Um, man, I have been back and forth with this game all week. I'm not sure which side to pick on. Like you said, Tooch, both these defenses, they give up points. Yeah. So take the over. I don't know. I don't care what the number is. Take the over. Yeah. These defenses are going to give up points. Uh, I think, I think Bears win, though. I really do. Um, I, I feel like Justin Fields, homecoming in Georgia on the turf where he already says he's he feels faster on the turf. I mean, I don't know how much faster you got to be, man. Um, give me Bears 38, um, Falcons 30, 31. So Bears 38, Falcons 31. Uh, my offensive MVP is going to be Justin Fields. I feel like he's going to go over on his rushing yards and over on his passing yards. He's going to make a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans – upset that they drafted Kyle Pitts over Justin Fields. Uh, my defensive MVP, give me the jackhammer, man. I've talked yeah. myself into this guy, Jack Sanborn. He's going to have 15 tackles today. He's going to have a fumble recovery and a sack. Uh, so he'll be my defensive MVP. Bears win the ball game down in Atlanta, uh, and, and, and that'll be it. The Bears will get back on track. Uh, my bold prediction, I guess, would be – uh, actually, my bold prediction is going to be Eddie Jackson gets back on track with an interception today. I think Marcus Mariota is going to hang one up there for his guy Drake London, and Bojack's going to do 2018 Bojack stuff and go up there and grab that thing. So, uh, yeah, that'll be my bold prediction is that Eddie Jackson gets an interception today um, against Mar against Marcus Mariota. Uh, shout out to you guys. Shout out to you, Tooch, coming on here, helping us put a little bit of money in our pockets if we listen to your things. Um, Tooch, if you guys don't know, does a sports betting show every Saturday. You guys can hop in there and pick up on some of his tips, maybe get early reads on, on lines and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's been Friday nights, I think, because of Anthony's schedule. So we've been okay. doing Friday nights, which is it's probably better. You know, people are coming off work and stuff. Yeah, they look at games and stuff. It's easier to it's easier to hit those college games on a Friday night. Um, right. I just know I get the notification on my phone when you guys go live. I, I haven't. Uh, I, I, I couldn't remember. I thought it was Saturday mornings. So I apologize. Um, definitely stick around for Tooch and Goon and Adam to uh, help you set your fantasy lineups. They'll give you all the up to date information about who's in, who's out, who you should start. Like, I've got Brian Robinson starting in one of my lineups because I believe, just like you two, she's going to have a big game. I've actually got him started over some guys who are projected to have higher scores than him just because I believe in Brian Robinson in that game with that matchup. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, come in at halftime. Aldo will be on with, um assuming, John uh, Buffon. And they'll talk about the first half of the game and then join us again for Bear football after the game. They'll talk about all the good stuff. They'll run your press conferences for you. You can hop in here and find out what Justin says after the game, what Iberflu says after the game, and and all the ins and outs of the Chicago Bears, uh, what to look forward to. Um, if you guys don't mind, well, I guess I can't really plug it here. I do a podcast every Wednesday. 
with my guy Corey. Uh, it's called the 12 Ounce Curl Route Podcast. It's on the Mental Dimes uh, YouTube page. Unfortunately, it is at the exact same time as Buffon 55, so I don't hold it against you if you guys want to follow that on there and catch mine on replay on Spotify or however you do it. But uh, I would appreciate it an audience because uh, right now we're not really getting it. I don't really have, it's just really just me and him talking back and forth at this point, uh, which, which is fine, but you know, it's always more fun when the chat's there. Speaking of the chat, shout out to all you guys coming in here every yeah. week uh, and, and giving us your, your ups and downs and your comments and concerns for our Chicago bears. It's always more fun with, with you guys here with us. Uh, definitely. So shout out to you guys in the chat. And uh, with that being said, man, I mean, unless there's anything else pressing, we'll just end this thing with a fat ass. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down, mate.